Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEOU in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning or good afternoon, whatever time it is that you are listening to this. It is early morning for me. I have decided to try to get this recorded as early as I can to avoid the craziness of the construction noise that is happening right outside my office window. So we'll see how this goes. If not, I've got a plan for an alternative, which actually links to the topic for today's episode, which is about the three things that you really need in order to create positive change. And this is not three action steps, things you need to do. This is actually more focused on the being that, you know, what you need to bring, I guess, in terms of more attitude as much as the actioning. The actioning is really important too, but they're more focused on you really bring a certain element of attitude that will therefore lead into the action that you take or you don't take. Because why this is important is that as human beings, we have a tendency to overcomplicate things, especially when it comes to creating change. Because as human beings, as you would have probably heard me say before, we don't like to create change, generally speaking, because our brains or part of our brain is wired to see change as danger. And this is something that I've been talking about a lot over the past couple of weeks in the CEOU program, which I've been running, which has been just such a great experience for me and for the members that are going through that program. And it as a topic comes up over and over about how we need to understand at least a little bit about how our brains are working, especially when it comes to us considering making some sort of change in our work or personal life. So the idea out of today's session is to give you just these three things for you to focus on because it will help you to simplify rather than allow the overcomplication to just kick in. The other thing is that these three things will do for you is to allow you to identify which one of these three things is going to be most helpful and beneficial for you to focus on next, given where you're at. And so that's also hopefully going to be helpful. The other thing is that it's really important that as you look at these things to be keeping in mind, I think it's Charles Darwin who was the person who said that it's not the strongest of the species that will survive, it is the one that is most adaptable. And that's what I want for you to keep in mind today too, is that no matter what your situation is, for you to be able to have that attitude of having some behavioral flexibility, especially for when things don't go to plan. So, you know, that can happen. It can happen to all of us. It happened to me yesterday. I had a really long list of things that on my to-do list that I really wanted to do. I was delivering workshops all day. Um, the day before and when that happens it's great love being in the room and delivering the program 
However, it doesn't give me any time to action other things on my list. And so yesterday I, I was quite ambitious about the things that I really wanted to try and get done. And I did get a few of the things done. However, then a curveball or two landed and that just took me down a different pathway. And so there was quite a few things on my list from yesterday that I just didn't get done. And I had to really observe in myself that preference, that pull, that that hustle muscle kicking in again, which I know is my tendency to just want to keep working and Fortunately, Mick came home from work and we started having a chat about the day and that prompted me to kind of go, oh, it is actually getting quite late. And I gave myself another 30 minutes to wrap up and finish a few critical things, but I gave myself that deadline. But the thing is that there are always going to be curveballs that we can't anticipate. Sometimes you can allow a bit of a buffer time to assume for curveballs and I think that's a really interesting way to approach your time, but it doesn't always happen but these three things that we're going to go through today are going to be things that when that happens for you you can bring your focus back to these three things figure out which one is going to be most helpful for you in that situation in that moment that you're trying to decide where you focus and what you do and so that's another reason why I wanted to go through them with you today a question I have for you is have you thought about or been thinking about for some time making some kind of change, I don't know, this year. And maybe it's to do with your work life. Maybe it's something to do with your home life or your health or your finances. And you've got to now, which is pretty much mid-November, and it hasn't happened yet or you haven't achieved yet something that you put out there to say that you wanted to achieve. Now, If there has been something that you've been thinking about or wanting to do or change this year and you haven't achieved it yet, you are not alone. I think probably the vast majority of people would be able to say there's something in their life that they thought, yep, this year I'm going to do that or change that and they haven't done it yet. But the good news is that two things, you still have time. Yes, it's mid-November, but that means you still have a month and a half before the end of the year to be able to instigate the change. Whether you complete it or not is maybe a separate question depending on what it is, but you can start making progress towards it right now. And that brings us back to that uh, approach that you want to have about how adaptable are you being. And we'll talk more about that in this episode. And there's that quote from Gandhi, which is, be the change you want to see in the world. I actually have that on a little canvas print on my wall and every time I look at it it does remind me to bring my focus back to me that if there's something happening that I'm not happy about something that I wish was different instead of me looking externally for factors to blame or excuses or stories or whatever you want to call them or label them if I use that as a prompter to ask well what could I potentially do to be that change, to instigate that change myself, even if it's not entirely within my control, what is something that I could bring that would make me feel more aligned about how things are or how they're moving towards being? Because I believe that you are the CEO of you 
and you'll hear me say that over and over because I guess that's a core principle that I try to live by and I work with my clients with that as a foundational belief. I believe that you want to be the instigator of any change in your life. You want to be in the driver's seat of deciding what you want that to be and what you do about it or don't do about it rather than you just floating along passively and then becoming the receiver or the victim of change because that's one of the things that we know is going to happen change we don't necessarily know what the change is going to be we just know that things do not stay the same and this is something that I'm still exploring from a mindfulness meditation perspective and some of these concepts I find a little bit big picture conceptual and I still struggle I guess to get my head around it but I'm curious about it so I'm still learning but the reality is and we you can just observe any given day and know that that things very rarely stay the same for very long and the closer that you look at them and consider them the more you'll notice the change and so that's why I guess you want to have these three things in your toolkit so that you can go right I want to be the instigator of change in my life rather than the victim of it When I'm talking about change, I'm really just talking through that lens of change of your choice rather than just waiting to see what shows up. All right, so let's dive into these three things. The first thing is you need to have, know, understand, create some kind of vision or a goal. What is it that you actually want And generally, what I suggest with this is that you start really big picture, thinking longer term, and then you can explore from there why that's important to you and what that looks like in more detail. And sometimes this can be challenging. And I remember when I was in my last corporate job and struggling, not really enjoying life and work that much. I remembered the other day an instance where uh, things were not great at, the, at work and I was driving to work and I got a phone call from someone. She rang and there'd been some kind of you know, minor issue that she wanted to give me the heads up about before I got to the office. And I remember having the conversation and hanging up the phone and crying in the car, trying to see through my tears And thinking, okay, this is probably not so safe to be driving whilst crying. But I remember that feeling and still having to push myself to go to work and to get through the day and just keep dealing with things. At that time, that was a trigger for me of I need to get some external help. And that's when I reached out to get a coach. Again, I had had one earlier in my life a few times, but I hadn't had one for a while when I was, you know, in that that job. What was interesting about that process was that when she was asking me and talking to me about where I was at and and what I wanted to be different, it was actually quite difficult for me in that space to be able to communicate to her what I wanted. And it was like I had lost sight of who I really was. I had drowned myself in my work for so long. I'd attached my identity to my work for so long And it really surprised me that I just couldn't grasp, I couldn't communicate what it was that I wanted. And it took a little bit of um, exploring and prompting from her and, and some different activities and things like that 
to help me clarify for myself. You're not happy right now, but what is it that you think you want? And so sometimes if you're at that point of wanting something to be different and thinking about creating that change, considering you know creating that vision or a goal or an intention for how you want something to be, it's okay if you need some kind of external help around that because we're not taught how to do this. We're actually not taught how to set goals very often. If you have been taught, then you are lucky and you're one of the minority. So if you want to create change and you're just not sure yet exactly what that is, then that's okay. And potentially you could get some external resources or support to be able to have a look at that. And this is especially true if you're in a situation similar to what I was back then, where there's challenging situations and it's difficult to get your head out of that perspective, get somebody outside of your own brain, I guess, to uh, help you explore that. Because that's number one. If you don't have that, then the other thing, other steps aren't going to necessarily be helping you. But once you've got that, then you need to be really immersing into that and taking the steps and action that you need to take in order to make progress towards achieving that. The second thing that you need is very much attitudinally. Is that a word? I think it is. It's an attitude. Uh, The second thing is that it's really important that you bring an attitude of having an open mind, bringing a sense of genuine curiosity because coming back to our brains again, I think it's Einstein who said that the brain that created or identified the problem cannot solve the problem with the same level of thinking, which again was a bit of a brain fry, I think, the first time I heard it. But essentially what I think he was meaning is that sometimes when you're in it, you are drawing on the same beliefs, the same context, the same experience that led you to create the problem, see and label the problem as a problem and whether or not there are in fact any problems is a topic for a whole nother uh, episode. But for you to be in that space of a challenge or a situation that you have labeled a problem, it's very difficult to then be able to go, right, how do I shift this? And so that's where, again, you, you potentially might want to get some external perspective, but also to take the approach of passionate detachment is what I call it, where you can really want to achieve an outcome or have something happen, but you don't want to be so attached and fixed minded to it that you're not keeping an open mind to things appearing that would change your mind or that might be different to what you assumed to be true. An example of that is in the CEOU program that we've been running the last couple of weeks, there's one of the members in particular that came to the program with a specific kind of outcome and and that she really wanted to get a new focus on what her next career role was going to be and how would she transfer from an industry she's been working in for quite some time into something new and that there were challenges that she saw within the industry and so she really had I guess made some decisions around what she thought that change was going to have to look like and what has been really interesting is that through the process of the program she has been able to unpack and explore a few things differently 
than she had before that have resulted in her opening up a different sort of set of potential possibilities. And that I think is incredibly powerful because expanding your sense of choice, especially when you are in a situation where you're wanting to create some sort of change, is incredibly beneficial for you. Because when you have an expanded sense of choice as a starting point, you don't want to stay there, but opening up your options takes a little bit of the pressure off sometime. And that and that's what I've seen with her so far is that this whole doorway basically opened that she'd previously had a closed mind to and she didn't realize. So this is where you want to go back to that question of how do I keep an open mind, a sense of curiosity? And something I listened to yesterday, a podcast was talking about putting on the the lab coat of a scientist and that really what you're doing when you're trying to create some kind of change and head towards a given outcome is that you're like a scientist applying a certain hypothesis that you're putting it out there and saying when I do this I think this is going to happen so the scientist puts that out there and then they experiment they take some action they do some things and they see what happens And if you can bring that attitude rather than a fixed attitude of when I do this, that's definitely going to happen, you will open up a whole different sense of possibility. So that's, I guess, the thing number two is to be really embracing an open mind and a sense of curiosity so that you can allow new information to come in and that that new information might impact and shift your ultimate goal or your ultimate vision. The third thing that is really important for you to be open to and to have when you are trying to create some kind of positive change, remembering that that's change of your choice is what we're talking about, is looking at the different kinds of support that you need. That might be just having a support crew or people that understand you and what you're going through. And in the CEOU program, I talk about in one of the modules that there are six different types of people support that you need to thrive. And it's been interesting to see the response from the members around that and their way of looking at people differently. And one of the types, I'm not going to go through all six, but one of the types is a challenger. That kind of person is not necessarily always that comfortable to have. However, they are incredibly beneficial because a challenger is someone who is giving you feedback that may not necessarily be what you thought you wanted to hear but it does provide you an opportunity to look at a situation through a different lens so that's again linking back it's getting you out of your own fixed view or mindset of how something has to be and it might just prompt a different way of looking at something or approaching something that opens up more possibility so Thinking about the sort of support that you need in your life, especially when you're creating change and being willing to ask. This is something that I have struggled with sometimes in the past about, you know, I am I'm a worker and I love working and I think I always will, but that's just a belief. So we'll see what happens with that over time. But I have sometimes struggled in the past to ask for support or to ask for the help that I need. And I think that has led to, in the past, led to my burnout because I was shouldering all of the responsibility and wanting to be seen as someone who could handle it. And that wasn't necessarily the smartest way to go. 
And if I had just asked for some support, I probably would have been able to achieve things a little bit faster, maybe a little bit easier. And so that's something for you is in this section or this the third thing is, are you open and willing to ask for the support that you need? Sometimes that support might be a small thing. And people sometimes share with me that they struggle to ask for support. And as someone who has struggled with that in the past, I really understand and I get that. And the reality is that most of the time, if you ask for support, people are more than willing to help you. With a small caveat, it depends on what you're asking and how you're asking it. Because sometimes I see people ask for feedback on something, and I have to remind myself to try not to do this when I do it as well, is to be asking such a big thing. You know, asking someone else, what do you think I should do in my career? Is such a big question, and it's putting so much pressure and responsibility on an external person. Now, some people will be happy to tell you, and they've got ideas, you know, up the wazoo of what they think you could do. But for many others, they will just go into overwhelm because they don't want to say the wrong thing. They feel too pressured. But I came across this concept recently, which is called the five-minute favor. And I'd never heard of this five-minute favor before. But the way that it works is that, especially if you're uh, in a group, and it's, I guess, like an activity that you could do in a workshop-style situation, but I think you could also apply it as an individual. But the, the premise is that you Think about something that you want to achieve that you know you cannot achieve entirely by yourself, which let's face it, is most big things you won't be able to achieve entirely by yourself or you would benefit from support externally. And to be asking a favor, a five-minute favor, what is something that someone could do if they were the right person? So for example, a five-minute favor might be an introduction between you and someone that they know. It could be that you ask them for a a one-line response to a, a draft of a document that you have created or a concept that you're playing with. Again, making sure that the document isn't like a 145 page, you know, business plan, but to be saying, I want to bounce an idea off you And to be not expecting that they're going to give you an hour or three hours of their time, but just an initial response is also valuable to you. But just to be thinking about what are potentially some five-minute favors that you could ask people in your network to help you with. I think it's a really interesting concept. So where are you at in relation to these three things that you need to create positive change? Are you clear about what it is that you want what your vision is, what the goal is. Are you clear on what your next level, your next version of progress and growth, what does that look like for you? That's a good way of checking in to see how clear you are on that vision and goal. Another question for you, what's your mindset around the potential of making that change? How are you approaching it? Do you think that it's possible? Are you attached to an outcome so much so that it would get in the way of you taking action if something different came along? How could you potentially be more open about the how something happens? And the third thing is, you know, what kind of support could you reach out for? 
that would help you? You know, what, what kind of support potentially would help make you making this change easier or faster for you? Which one of those three elements would help you the most where you're at right now? That's your question for today. And if you are at that point where you're thinking, yes, I know I want to create some kind of change and you are living in Sydney, then I would love you to come along to my brand new workshop that I'm doing. It's a, uh, an updated version of a workshop I've run uh, in the past, but I haven't run it for the last two years. And so I'm really excited about running it this year on the 2nd of December in Sydney. It's called Redefine, Reinvent. And it's a goal setting and visioning workshop that really is designed for people who want to make 2019 the year of you. And that starts with you. Be the change you want to see in the world. This session is designed to gear you up, to help you clarify your vision, to just carve out a little bit of time and space for you to figure these things out and to create a bit of a plan so that you can finish the year strongly and kick into the new year feeling really clear and excited about what are the things that you're going to be making progress on because we know that as human beings when you are making progress in areas that are meaningful to you that is a great source of satisfaction and happiness. I'll put all the details to the workshop in a link in the show notes but you can also contact me through uh, Facebook or if you've got my email you can just shoot me an email chandra at the transitlounge.com if you want to find out more about that workshop it is going to be a small group session the space that I've got is really beautiful uh, but it's only small so I think there's going to be probably about 10 spots left so if you are interested in finding out more about that just click, scroll down and click on the link and you can check it all out and I would really love to see you there and in between time remember you are the CEO of you. Do something today your future self will thank you for. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.